What's happening, friends? Welcome to Friday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. So there's a TikTok trend, and they say if you put lemon into your coffee, it helps contribute to weight loss. And so people have started doing it, um, and now they're saying, listen, it's not true. Quote, adding lemon into coffee will not promote weight loss, just like drinking lemon water has a little impact on body weight. Wasn't that a thing for a while, too? Well, it still is. I mean, the lemon water, lemon is good for you, and it can help, you know, with different parts of your body, like cleansing and detoxing. But yeah, it may not equal weight loss for people. So if you're doing the lemon juice and the coffee thing Which for the sake of losing weight, they say stop doing it. If right. you like it, do it. Yeah, I wonder if it tastes good. No way. However, drinking more calorie-free beverages, especially warm beverages, can help to increase the feeling of fullness which may lead to eating smaller portions and weight loss, but it is not the lemon causing the weight loss. Earlier this year, there were a few TikTok accounts that said, hey, this is it, this is the thing. And so on TikTok, everybody starts just running with it yeah. and doing it. And then some people fake it just so that, because they get a lot of views. They're like, oh. I've lost 14 pounds by doing this. Oh, oh my that's goodness. not right. And it didn't happen, but they know they'll get a bunch of views. <laughs> mm-hmm. The other story from earlier this week was doctors are blaming ticks, like a, a not, not the bug, like when you get a tick, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like when you your muscle twitches. Yes, that's a good. Yeah. On t- TikTok, because these girls have ticks now from too much TikTok. It's weird to say tick and TikTok. Yeah, that was a joke. So doctor, no. <laughs> I thought it was like an onion story at first, too. But doctors around the world are reporting a surge in the number of teenage girls looking for medical attention for ticks they've developed, like physical jerking movements and verbal outbursts. Oh, my. The surge was baffling until doctors in the U.S., Canada, and Australia started talking. They all realized that girls would come in with this. They were all fans of TikTok and they would be on TikTok for hours and hours a day. Wow. They had been watching videos of people sharing their experience with Tourette's and then doctors say teens started developing these ticks because they had watched too much of it. Wow. That's crazy. One of them I was watching was these girls yelling the same word over and over again. I think it was, was it Beans? Was that one of them? I saw like three of them and they were just yelling out the word beans. You just wow. saw this on your feed? Well, then another one was yelling. Oh, yeah. I, I, I get into weird parts of TikTok. <laughs> another one, they were yelling out syrup. Really? And again, it could have been fake. Yeah, because I'm like, people want views. But at the same time, if this is real, then it's, it's just showing how impactful stuff like that over and over can be on our brain. Yeah, these girls are going, syrup! Yeah. And they were like, we got this from watching too many TikToks. Uh-huh. But you and I can do that. Like, we can, you know, it's like, flowers! Yeah. And just, and we go viral. But I don't think we will go we were- viral. We're older men. <laughs> okay. But they're, they're obviously at the doctor because they feel like something is wrong, unless they're doing that as part of their act. Well, doctors around the world are saying that people are coming to them because exactly. teen girls are getting ticks from TikTok. Weird. Wow. Mm-hmm. Might be time to take a tick break. A tick break? break. Or a <laughs> TikTok break. A TikTok break. <laughs> break from the TikTok. Doctors say that teens developing the ticks are likely to have pre-existing diagnoses like depression or anxiety, and this mm. is what's actually bringing it out. This wow. is doctors saying this. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I'm shocked. At? At all this. Like, if, if this is a real thing, like, that's crazy. Like, that TikTok would cause this. Well, I think TikTok they had is the conduit yes. of what got it. Like, if they're yeah. watching it over and over and they have things in it... Um, then yeah. it manifests like Bones. Keep us updated. If you start doing this, we know what's up. I will stand. You're I, on there for how long? An well, hour? I don't know. Toilet. <laughs> Thirty minutes. <laughs> it's really my toilet. That's your time. Frame. I don't yeah. think that you're on as long as these girls. I don't either. They're talking. I have about. a job. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. 
I heard the mailbag last week where you helped a mom with her Halloween costume dilemma. I wanted to see if you could help me with mine. We always let our kids choose their Halloween costumes, but this year, the only thing my 11-year-old daughter wants to be is a devil. A sexy devil. Oh, no. What? All of her friends are dressing up in similar costumes like sexy nurse. Okay. This outfit has a short red skirt, fishnet stockings, and knee-high boots. It just seems a little limp inappropriate for her age. My husband and other parents think it's fine. What? <laughs> but I feel like they're too young. Am I making a big deal out of it, or should I stand my ground? From Casey. Boy, 11. It feels extremely inappropriate to me for an 11-year-old. Amy, you're up. Oh, uh, yeah, no. She said it seems sexy because it is sexy. And no, no, no. And I'm shocked that your husband is okay with it. And these other kids' parents because, ugh. I hate when other parents are doing things and you have to, like, then your kid's the odd kid out. But, no, that doesn't make sense to me at all. I would absolutely have to just work hard to try to find an alternative. Like, like a grape. Yeah. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> a non-sexy <Yeah>. grape. <laughs> Hot dog. <sighs> I don't know. 11, 11, 11 just seems too young for anything to be labeled as a sexy devil. Yeah. Sexy anything. Eddie? Yeah, she's making a big deal out of it because she needs to make a big deal out of it. This is not appropriate. And her husband, what's wrong with you? Uh-huh. You need yeah. to be on the same. She, she cannot let her daughter be this. Why would he want his 11-year-old to be a sexy devil? That's red flag right there, too. May, no, I don't know that's red flag <laughs> on the dad. Oh. May, maybe, like maybe the costume is a sexy devil, but it it isn't like a 25-year-old would wear it. I don't know. I don't like it. But I don't know. I'm just trying to justify the dad going, hey, I'm okay with that. Yeah, maybe he's just not dialed in. Or he's maybe like, he doesn't oh, know, really. Oh, maybe devil. he was watching football. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That's ahead. what I mean. Like, he's not really paying attention because I don't see how he could be paying attention and then think this is okay. But I do think that it's going to be hard for her because all of her friends are doing this. So you need to, like, validate her feelings. She has every, she can be upset with you. She can be mad. But you have to set this boundary now because she's. Now we're all forty. Morgan, you're in your twenties still. Do we sound old? No, I, and I don't think sexy is it. But I do think she could be the devil. She just is not sexy devil. Like maybe she's just an all red and she has horns. Maybe it's a, a compromise. What right? if it's cute devil? Yeah, like you take a little of the sexy out. So no fishnets. But are fishnets itself? Yes, sexy. Yes, that, that means sexy. Fishnet hugs are equal sexy. But what if the fishnet hose are like under shorts and boots and you just see it like over your knee? Okay. I don't feel like just fishnets for itself I mean Well, if you, you know, put it that way. Hoe. If you if you put it that way then okay, fine. Maybe. It yeah, that's little, what I'm saying. Just, I mean I mean if you wear fishnets does that mean you're automatically No, no, for an 11-year-old. No, no, I know that's what I'm saying. Like if an 11-year-old wears fishnets and you only see her knees. Okay. Wait. Is that still Sorry, I didn't say that. I all I heard was sexy devil, so I'm assuming it's like a short skirt with like Lots of fishnets. No, no, showing. it could be. But what I said is what if you manipulate the costume and turn it into like a okay. cute devil? So you're okay. saying the devil wears jean shorts with fishnet underneath? I'm saying she could in this situation. That way it's a compromise between okay. the two. Mm. You may be onto something. Like, hey, yeah, you get to put on this whole outfit, but then we're going to put a sheet over you. How about the, the devil's wearing like uh, overalls? <laughs> Not sexy. It's a- Unless you're on Farmers Only. <laughs> and then you know what? It is. See? This is so hard. I mean, it's being not hard. It's 11. You can't be sexy, right? No, but it's, yeah. it's hard for parents with kids like wanting. I just feel like they're, yeah, growing up so fast. Casey, mom, we're on your team. We just can't figure out your husband. I think that's what it is more than anything. Yeah. Can he ride in? 
Send a picture of this outfit to Eddie. What? And he'll be the judge. I don't want to send to me, buddy. But I'm curious. Send to Amy, not me. Okay, I'll take it. I'm curious. Okay, there you go. Uh, We say no. You're right, Casey. Thank you for the email. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. If you want to email us, Morgan, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. Now we're going to draft our favorite cartoons. So the first... First show you think of, Amy, when I say what's the best cartoon mm-hmm. is what? I go with The Longest Running, The Simpsons. It's strong. Simpsons. It's a tough one. There are so many good cartoons. Lots I know. of them. Yeah. So Amy drafts The Simpsons as the first overall pick. Eddie? Rocky, give me Scooby Scooby Doo! Come on! Morgan? I watched it all the time growing up, so SpongeBob SquarePants. Dang, that was going to be the one I took. Under the sea. No, no that's, that's Little Mermaid. That's Little Mermaid. Oh, what does he say? What does SpongeBob say? Uh, I'm a, in the pineapple, pineapple under, under the, the sea. sea. That's Where? what I just said. No, you didn't. I just said under the sea, the pineapple <laughs> under the sea. Cartoons. And they can be any cartoon, right? This is your show. You tell us. <laughs> yeah, that's true, Bones. You can do but whatever the, you want. I mean, the list is just cartoons. Okay. Oh, Ray's up. Go ahead, Ray. I'm going to go with Family Guy. Okay. It's up to me now. I'm going to go with The Lion King. Oh, wow. Is that a TV show? No. It was a cartoon movie? Cartoon. Oh. Well, let's just open a world of things. Yeah. I thought it had to be a TV show. <sighs> I never said, car- I just said cartoons. Well, okay then. Okay. Secondly, I'm going to go Shrek. Okay. We all, we all entered this as TV shows. You do see that when it gets around to you, you're getting like the good movies. That's because you guys didn't pick them. We can also go good movies too, Amy. There's a lot okay, left. Okay, bring it back around. Wait, but what did I do wrong here? Nothing. 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 That's your choice. Well, she's jumping all over I'm me. I'm not. All I'm I said was cartoons. No, Let me no, tell you no. something though, Bones. The voter is going to be like, is that a real cartoon or is that an animated movie? So that's on you, bud. But it's a cartoon. I get okay, it. Okay, great. <laughs> Ray? <laughs> this is wide open right now. Garfield? Interesting. (laughs) You may have just lost it right there, Ray. (laughs) I went with my favorite cartoon back as a kid, and I went with my favorite cartoon as an adult, so I don't know what else to do. Morgan? Rugrats. But I got laughed at. Well, in the last draft, you you did one, you yelled, this is for the chicks, and you got, like, no votes. (laughs) (laughs) True. Eddie? Yeesh. Give me the classic. I mean, this reminds me of every Saturday morning in my life. Looney Tunes. Amy? So torn with what to do right now. <laughs> um, Toy Story? There you go. I like how you jump on me, then you, jump, then you get on the train, yeah, too. I like it, Amy. Why not? Eddie, nobody's going to be judging our things, being like, I don't know if this is an animated they movie might. or a cartoon. You ever jumped on Facebook? I don't I don't lot. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> okay, last round. Amy, you're up. The Flintstones. Good one. Eddie? Yeah, I wanted that one. Yeesh. Bones, I'm between two really good ones. Should I go traditional cartoon 
or movie cartoon like you've done? Just go. I'm gonna I'm gonna add the the movie. Give me Frozen, the biggest movie cartoon out there. Morgan. I'm sticking with all of the animated cartoons I watched younger, and I'm going Fairly Odd Parents. Ray, King of the Hill. Hmm. I think my final pick is going to be. It's not the last one. Here, here's what I'm weighing. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm, yes. Good one. Beavis and Butthead. Good one. Nah. Rick and Morty. Which I love. Yeah, you love that. Looney Tunes. I already got it. That was but, my second. But I'm going to steal it. You could do like Bugs Bunny. Mm. I'm going to go Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. All our teams drafted? Yeah. You don't feel so good about it, Not Eddie? really. I mean, it's because I had Charlie Brown kind of as a backup. But, man, that whole movie thing threw me off. But you're right. That's a cartoon, too. So who cares? Amy has The Simpsons, Toy Story, and Flintstones. Eddie has Scooby-Doo, Looney Tunes, and Frozen. Let it go. Mo- Morgan Amy. has SpongeBob, Rugrats, and Fairly Odd Parents. Feel good about it. Raimundo has Family Guy, Garfield, and King of the Hill. <laughs> Decent. Not going to be last place, but not first. And then I have The Lion King, Shrek, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So we'll see if my strategy of picking movies works. We shall see. Uh, Vote at bobbybones.com until 6 p.m. We'll be taking your votes. Pick the whole team you like, you know? Not just the first round. First round pick is easiest for the first person. Pick the whole team you like. All right, thank you guys. Bobby Bones Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Tim McGraw released a Christmas song called Christmas All Over the World. And the bells, the bells, the bells are ringing. The joy, the joy, the joy they're bringing to every boy and girl. It's Christmas time. Lady A's new album is out today called What a Song Can Do. Here's their collaboration with Carly Pierce, Thomas Rhett, and Darius Rucker called Friends Don't Let Friends. Tell them everything's gonna be alright. Hey, that's right. You know friends don't let friends drink alone. They're gonna let them sit around and listen to the most sad songs. If you're gonna make a bad decision, you shouldn't make it on your own. Lots of new holiday albums out today. Brett Eldridge's called Mr. Christmas. Brett Young's called Brett Young and Friends Sing the Christmas Classics. Pistol Annie's called Hell of a Holiday. And Tennille Town's EP called Songs for Christmas. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So a few weeks ago in Michigan, some firefighters were called because a kitten was stuck in a drain. So they rescued this cat. This guy, Brandon Mulvaney, he's the firefighter that went down. He went like 10 feet down a pipe till he got to the kitten, rescued it. Then they had to turn the kitten over to the county animal care center. Uh, Then the kitten got cleared by a vet, took a couple weeks, healthy enough to get adopted. And the same firefighter, Brandon, that saved the kitten, showed up to adopt the kitten. Don't (laughs) you have to name it something like, like, based on the situation, like, little well, pipey or something. Yeah, I thought yeah, pipey would be a drainy. good one. Did you think pipe drainy? Ooh. <laughs> no, pipey. Drainy makes me feel like I'm having some sort of allergy issue. Well, he named him Huntley. 
Huntley. Okay. Maybe after somebody in his life. Mm-hmm. And then I wonder if, as it's sitting there, the rest of the fire crew is looking. I'm like, dude, you gotta adopt that cat. A little pressure in him. Like a you, little yeah, bit. like, dude, bro, come on, you saved the cat. Go adopt the cat. No, it wasn't. So the where the cat went down the the drain was at the intersection of Huntley and Bridgeton Road. There you go. Okay, we, there had to be something <laughs> that makes sense themed about that cat's name. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what it's all about. That was tell me something good. Fun fact Friday. The five most fun facts of the week as curated by Amy. Let's go. Number five. So Bill Withers wrote Ain't No Sunshine when he was working at a factory making toilet seats for airplanes. And he intended to write more lyrics for the part where he repeats, I know, 26 times. Yeah. You know this story? Yes. I'm big Bill Withers guy. I know. Yeah. But well, he he just other musicians were like, no, you should leave that. But I mean, it was just filler for him until it wasn't. <laughs> Bill Weather's other songs include "Lovely Day, Lovely Day, Lovely Day, Lovely Day." He could have put something in there. Yeah. He just kept repeating it. Also, "Lean on Me When, when You're Not Strong." Yeah, Bill Weather's was awesome, Dang. man. All right, what else you got? Here we go. Number four. So Barry White was a gang member as a teenager, but after he went to jail, and while he was there, he heard Elvis's song on the radio, he decided, hey, when I get out, I think I'm going to try to get into music. <laughs> I love Barry White. Good for him. Do you know any other Barry White songs? Uh, No, yeah, not on the top of my head. Me either. Probably would know him if I heard him. But it's good love making music. This, That's what I'm they sure say. I'm sure this one made a lot of money, say. though, for him. When I think of love making music, though, I think of Al Green more than I do Barry White. I think Barry White. I think of one Barry White song, but I think of Al Green. When when it's love making music, I go Al Green. Okay, thank you for asking. Number three. So gin and tonic, popular little mixture for a drink. Uh, It was invented in the early 19th century simply to make anti-malarial medication more palatable. Dang. Woo. So it's like a chaser to anti-malarial medication? Yeah, I guess it's just supposed to make it easier to take and down, and then it's stuck, and now people get gin and tonics all over. Also, cocaine used to be in Coke. That's right. That's a fact. Oh. Not very fun, though, Bones. Why yeah, not? but it's true. It's the, it, is, it is kind of fun. <laughs> that sounds pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds like Coke used to rock. <laughs> all right, next. Number two. So Kit Kats are made using imperfect Kit Kats. Kind of cool. So Nestle leaves no Kit Kat uneaten ever. So every rejected Kit Kat is mashed into a paste that's used to fill the wafer part of a Kit Kat. So every time you're eating a Kit Kat, you're consuming layers of Kit Kats within Kit Kats. I just Whoa. had some Halloween Kit Kats that were green, like white chocolate green. And oh, they're yeah, not I saw good. that. They're not good. Oh. I guess if you like white chocolate, I don't need a white chocolate Kit Kat. I don't even like white chocolate. I know what I saw. Key lime Kit Kat also. Oh, yeah. I don't think we need to mess with Kit Kats. Remember They're you like went- the best candy. I went to Japan and had That's right. green tea Kit Kats. Yeah, yeah you brought Wasabi. us back all kinds. When did green tea even become like a good flavor of stuff? I don't know. It's not, it's just not, it's not a good flavor. Like green tea should be retired from flavors. It's good for a tea, but green but tea that's flavor, it. that's it. Number one. So I thought this was cool. In Germany, a McDonald's has a McBoat location which has a float through instead of a drive through so you can paddle up on a dock place your order and then it's brought out to you by the staff and it's called McDote McMon 
and it's called. Got a stroke right then. <laughs> <laughs> it's called. It's a McBoat McDonald's. Okay. Uh. <laughs> that was the best part of a fun fact. <laughs> Sorry, but hey, if you ever go to Germany, find the McBoat. What if you just went to Germany to find this? <laughs> yeah, McBoat? okay. In uh, like like Travis and Austin, they had a barbecue place down on lake on a boat. It would you could drive up to it and order barbecue sandwiches. That's cool. Or they also had a jet ski and you could order and they'd run it out to you. When oh. I was in Florida last time, there was a guy on a like a little motor uh, inflatable boat selling ice cream. I thought that was cool too. Oh, that's smart. An inflatable boat. Yeah. What's an inflatable boat? It's almost like a life raft, but oh, it had okay. a motor in the back. Oh, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Ice cream. And he yeah, just like will come over to your boat and sell it to no, you? No, no, to the shore. He oh. would, yeah, not to other boats. Okay. Pretty okay. cool. Uh, maybe those are my five fun facts. <laughs> fun fact Friday. Here's a voicemail we got from Emily. Every time I come to Nashville, I have my eyes peeled to run into y'all, and I never do. But we're going to be there Thursday through Sunday. And you best believe if I run into y'all, as long as y'all aren't eating, I'm going to come up to y'all. I wish y'all the best. Do it. Come on. Especially if Eddie's eating. They're not going to find me. I don't go anywhere. I don't either. <laughs> like, I literally go nowhere. <laughs> Same. I don't either. Uh, Kaisley. Here's a voicemail from her. I'm nine years old. I have a morning cornish for you. What's more amazing than a talking dog? A spelling bee. Why did the football coach go to the bank to get his quarter back? That's all for now. See you later. Nice. <laughs> Love it. Amy's comes up in about 15 minutes. Here's one from Dan. I just wanted to point out that happily married here, but Amy's voice is probably the best radio voice I've ever heard. She could read the Bible, I think, and I think I would just enjoy listening to it. Oh, I got to say, have a great day, guys. Interesting analogy. Okay. Uh, well, mean, maybe he finds the Bible to be boring. That's what I think No, no, saying. I know, but I'm saying that's, I mean, I'd pick... <laughs> Okay. The Bible really has some interesting stuff in it. I know. <laughs> yeah. Fascinating stuff. Uh, so. Here we go. Here's the next one. For the love of God, please tell Bobby that he is rolling a die. Two die make a dice. Okay. Singular die. Plural dice. Please. Thank you. Okay. You're a little dramatic there. Yeah. If I go, hey, guys, I'm going to roll this die. Everyone's that sounds like, weird. Everyone's like, okay, Bobby, who are you? Fru Fru? Are you going to Wall Street next? Fancy boy? I would think you're talking about like dying. I'm going to roll one of these dice. Because who rolls a dice? Dice. Yeah, I guess I'm just dumb. I'm be honest <laughs> please, with you. stop doing that, please. So when we roll the die, I don't think I can call it dice. That's I know, weird, it's man. It's hard. It's, it's not. It's, that's, it I'm sure it's weird. right, but it, it is feels right. weird. Yeah. Uh, thank you for your call, though. A little dramatic, but thank you for your call. The <laughs> Here's Amy's pile of stories. So a third of people won't sit down when they go to the bathroom outside of their house. And I was like, only a third? What? I used to be like that, but if I really got to go, I just got to go. I'll do things to make it easier, like I'll, I'll wrap the toilet seat in toilet paper. Oh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, but y'all have it easy even to, number one, you stand. and it's, That's true. Yeah, that's... Yes. Uh. So 50% of the time. But still, <laughs> if you have to go, I'm just I'm not going to hurt myself. I'm having so many stomach problems anyway. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I expect most people to use the bathroom if they had to at the mall. According to a survey, the scariest places to go are the office, a bar, a friend's house, or sporting events. The office is nothing. You're there so much, it feels like second home. Mm. Oh. Okay. Except we don't have hot water in our sink in the bathroom, so I have to wash my hands in the sink in the kitchen. <laughs> which is weird. Oh, tough life. It's, it's tough here. Wait, do you have to wash your hands with hot water? That's the only way to do it. That's the way you're supposed to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I have soap. Yeah. I mean, but I like hot water. Okay. And sometimes I'll do cold water soap if there's other people in the kitchen. Because I don't want to walk out and not have it. 
them not hearing me wash my hands. <laughs> so I'll do cold water wash sometimes. All right, what else? So from the COVID people in the room or people that have had COVID, smell and taste, where are we with that? Is All it back? back, 100% for me. Both. Okay. All back, yes. Morgan? Nope, still don't have my smell. I okay. have my taste back. I have but. how to get Morgan's smell back. Okay. I saw a study to restore loss of smell, and scientists are zapping people when they like an odor comes by, and then you zap them, and then it shocks their brain into Whoa. smelling what it is. Do we still have the dog shocker? <laughs> so what we'll do is we'll put some meat in front of you, we'll put right in front of your nose, and then we'll shock you right when it's there. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, this sounds yeah. very intense. We'll see if it brings it back. <laughs> is there any more science to that other than just shocking somebody? Well, it's technically an implant that's going to zap okay. the brain, and it'll help people get their smell back. But I mean, we could do our version. I'd rather just not have my smell than risk putting an implant in my brain. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And seeing what happens. Yeah, what else? So, do you know the most dangerous sport? I mean, I'll Soccer, give you a few to choose from. Motorcycle, rugby, rugby. race car driving. Oh, I'm thinking oh. Of, of, of stuff on foot. Um, okay, probably something on a, or it could be. On a machine. Could. What do you have? Uh, well, horseback riding. That has been determined as the most dangerous sport for hospitalizations and stuff like that, which Ashley McBride, she's on Women of iHeart Country this weekend, and I interviewed her, and she was talking about her horse riding accident. And the one I was on got a little bit spooked, and my stirrup was just long enough that I lost my stirrup on the right side. It knocked me out, couldn't walk um, unassisted, so we had to wait until I could walk. And they put stools on the stage at different areas so that I could balance myself, because when you have a grade three concussion, you're really dizzy um, a lot of the time. Just turning your head too fast can do that. Crazy. Grade three concussion. So if you're ever on a horse, be careful. And she's a seasoned rider. Well, I should I cancel my equestrian lesson for today. Yeah, yeah. you should. Be safe. <laughs> I'm Amy. We know what that is. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. There's a fourth grade teacher at Benjamin Franklin Elementary School in Bethel Park, Pennsylvania, And a couple years ago, she started a Facebook page called Franklin Bedtime Stories, where every Thursday, a student or a teacher reads a Facebook Live story. Well, a few weeks ago, she got surgery because she had a brain brain tumor in her head. She got it removed, but just to show her students that she's all right, she went live last Thursday to read a bedtime story to them. Pretty cool. From her hospital bed. Dang, from the bed. Yeah. And it, I mean, obviously, that makes it real, real. Dedication. Obviously, it was a tearjerker, but everyone was so glad to see her in good spirits and ready to recover. Dang, a brain tumor? Big time. I know. That is big time. Like, I got nervous just getting put under whenever I was getting a colonoscopy and an endoscopy. Yeah. Imagine you're getting put under because they got to go into your brain. Mm-hmm. Oof. That's, that's, that is scary as crap. Because I'm thinking, what if I never wake up? And all they're doing is putting a tube in my butt. <laughs> right, that was yours. That's, that's all it was. Yeah, hers is real serious. Wow, and then she did it from the hospital bed. That's amazing. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, everybody? According to this survey, 72% of men admit to eating whenever they're stressed out. For me, it's now video games. If I need a second to decompress, I don't know about stress, but to decompress, I will go and put on my headset or I will mute the TV and listen to a podcast and I'll play Madden football like that's it. And I don't get in there and play for hours at a time and I don't even really play uh, with people online anymore, but I will go in and mine is video games. Uh, Food is number one for dudes. Then drinking, which doesn't feel safe. No. <laughs> no, it's not good. Seems like that's a slippery slope you go down. <laughs> Stress when drinking might make you more stressed. And then watching sports is at number three. 
Eddie, if you're stressed, what do you do? You're yeah, a dude. I used to drink mm-hmm. and I used to eat a lot, but now I just like to go play golf. Like my, my big thing is like, just let me go play golf. I'll be back in four hours. Oh, it's wow. hard to go do that though. Yeah, I do about like, I try to do it once a week, but I haven't in like a month. So that or walk the dog. I'll be back in two hours. That one's two wow, hours. Two hours. I was yeah. gonna say that one's easier yeah. just to go do. Sometimes, man, How I just do you get just lost. Disappear for two hours. And does your go. dog look up at you and go, "Dude, let's go home." <laughs> the dog right. won't stop. The dog will go for three hours if I let her. Amy, what do you do? You're not a guy. Yeah, I mean, I go, I swing both ways. Like, I will either not eat. That's an interesting way to describe that. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, go ahead. Well, I see. <laughs> okay, so I either don't eat. If I'm stressed or I eat when I'm stressed and either is fine. I just kind of do whatever I need to do to make myself feel okay in the moment. It's an inter- she has an interesting way of describing things. <laughs> both ways. She swings both ways. <laughs> okay, I should say the pendulum swings for me. There you go. All right, let's go over and do the morning corny with Amy. The morning corny. Where does a ghost go on vacation? Where does a ghost go on vacation? Malibu. <laughs> All right. (laughs) (laughs) That was the morning corny. If you get COVID, pretty much now you can get it again after about a year. Mm -hmm. That's what they're saying. The Yale School of Public Health analyzed data on natural immunity to estimate how often unvaccinated people can expect to become reinfected with COVID. And it is 12 to 16 months or so. Eddie, you haven't got it twice, have you? No. And I got it a year and a half ago, right? But you also got vaccinated. I did. I got vaccinated, obviously. I'm a big vax guy. And I think if I would have gotten, I'd have gotten it by now. Because I have friends that got vaccinated and still ended up with COVID. But when I went to the Razorback football game, I was spitting, kissing, (laughs) hugging. It was a a homecoming. For for sure, I would have got it then. Yeah, it's been very interesting to think about. Yeah, all the places we've been. I got a shield around me. And we've never gotten Study me, because I am invincible. Famous last words. I know. (laughs) And then next week. Extremely famous last words. Bobby gets sick. Morgan, how long ago did you get COVID? It's been about two months now. Close to two months. Oh, so you're good. I'm good for at least another 10, right? But I mean, Morgan went a long time without getting it. And then, voila. She got it. What does that sound again? What's the sound of getting COVID? <laughs> blah, blah. Blah, blah. Just like that. <laughs> like, I just think, I, yeah, I think any day one of us could get it, even if we haven't gotten it yet. The Whitney Houston hologram concert debuts on the Strip in Vegas on the 26th, so next week. Would you rather go to a concert like this with a hologram of Whitney Houston, or would you rather go and watch, like, a tribute show with people, real humans, who are paying tribute to Whitney singing songs? Ooh, good question. E. I go hologram because I guess it would just be kind of cool. The debut of An Evening with Whitney, the Whitney Houston Hologram Concert, is set for October 26th at Harris Las Vegas. A live band, singers, dancers, and Whitney huh? as a hologram, That's singing cool. with the band and That's the dancers. Cool. So there's going to be other people up there. Yes, but I, I wish they were all holograms. I wish they were like Chuck E. Cheese oh. or like Showbiz Pizza. <laughs> The rat, dum, dum, dum. Yeah. What do they call those animatronics? Yeah, and they were terrible. <laughs> so bad. Don't get too close because you can hear all the pumps and the, psh, psh, the springs going in and out. Which one? Was that Showbiz or yes. was that? Both. both. They Should both he, had the band? Mm-hmm. Yes. But you, Showbiz had the big bear. And the closer you got to it, the creepier it looked. Yeah. <laughs> the eyes were It had like weird. three motions. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it was awesome. As so a kid, awesome. You, that, that was the coolest, craziest thing. I want to hate on this hologram thing, but I've gone to the Pink Floyd laser show before too. and loved it. Me too. And it wasn't even them as a band. It no. was like just doing lasers of like images it and just song lights. titles. <laughs> yeah. Man. Oh, Showbiz Pizza Fiesta. And they had the full band up there. I'm looking at it now. I guess they both had it, but I'm looking at Showbiz Pizza Fiesta right now. Man, as a kid... I mean, these machines, and, and one of them would always be broken. So, like, one <laughs> one of the animals up there wouldn't move at all, and the rest of them were, like, this, the symbols were never exactly right on. Maybe they right. wouldn't even touch, and you would still hear, tss, tss. What were you going to say, Amy? Oh, I just was thinking, like, a hologram festival would be cool of all. You have, like, Whitney, Tupac, Elvis. Ooh. It's like a music festival of all the people that have passed. A little dark. Yeah, but cool. Joe but Diffie. Joe, <laughs> you know, Joe Diffie and Tupac on the same stage would definitely be interesting. This would be so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many times do you think you cry in a month? Mm, <laughs> Depends on the month, but okay. There's 30 or 31 days. <laughs> oh, man. That, that actually. <laughs> Just kidding. But I mean, it can be, uh, it can be up there. It can be up there. Ha, ha. Okay, fine. Ten of the days, maybe? Ten times a month? Ten of the 30. Yeah. Eddie, you? I don't cry, man. My son asked me the other day, he's like, Dad, have you ever cried? I'm like, nah, not really. You choked up on the air the other day when <laughs> I did. LV Shane played my boy. You're right. And then I think when I uh, announced mm-hmm. my adoption, I probably cried a little bit there. So maybe, yeah, so you do so cry. two days. Yeah. Two days a month. Let's just go with this month. A new survey found the average man cries four times a month. Whoa. While women cry only three times a month. Mm. This... I do think it depends on what you have going on. Hey, let's not skip you. How many times do you cry this Almost, week? Almost uh, this week? No, none. <laughs> none, none, none. I am not a big crier. I wish I were. Like, I'm not someone who goes, hey, you shouldn't cry. I am so dead on the top and bottom part of my emotional scale. Like, I never get that happy. I never get so happy and I never get so sad because I just kind of had those things mm. cut out from my life where I'm always like, you know what? It's probably not going to work out anyway. So when it doesn't work out, I'm not that sad. And if it does, I'm like, you know what? It's probably not going to last that long. <laughs> so I kind of stay in this little dead part, you know, for a lot of my life. But I would say maybe three times a year. Wow. Interesting. Maybe once every four months. I told you, Ted Lasso, the Jamie Tart scene came on, and his dad is there, and they hadn't really spent any time together, and it's the whole situation, and I started crying, and I was like, I can't stop. Oh, my goodness. And Caitlin's like, are you all right? And then once she realized I was really crying and not kidding crying, you know, she was quite comforting. But mm. for her, she was like, wow, are you crying? It was like seeing a, a lion at the zoo. <laughs> wow. You're like, wow, this. look at this. <laughs> it is real. That's crazy. So maybe you're crying more and more. Well, you know, it doesn't sound ma- like more and more. Say so three times a year. Yeah, I know. But I mean, what, how many times did you cry 10 years ago? Never. None, none for 10 years. Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. I do think that I am, I think you're onto something there where I think I have opened myself up up a bit. I cried at my wedding. Yes. So, yes, I think you're right. I think I do probably allow more emotion in now that I am married than I ever have before. In 10 years, you're going to be like Amy, crying every I'm, day. I'm going to be like, how many days? 28 days this month? Okay, well, a little less. Uh, also, I want to talk about Raymundo for a second because he's in, been invited to be part of a show. There is a documentary on HBO Max called The Way Down, and it's about a church that's oh basically gosh. a cult. And it's like 20 Not minutes. Not basically. It is, right? It's like 20 minutes from where we do Some the show. Some may argue, Amy. Okay. And so Raymundo was at that church trying to get in the front doors. And you mm-hmm. put it on social media. 
who reached out to you? One of the producers of the show said, hey, can we use your videos? And they asked me some questions. She said, the chase scene. There was a point when I go, oh my gosh, somebody's chasing me. And she said, was that real or were you just faking that? And I said, no. There was a Lexus that circled me three times and made sure that I left the church parking lot. Wow. You call that a chase scene? Because well, honestly, I thought it was fake too, but... I just thought it was a car behind you in the exactly, parking lot. Exactly. Like a poor innocent car drives by and Ray's like, there they go. How did they find you? Uh, possibly somebody following me and they're like, oh my gosh, this is the guy that was able to get because there was security. I told you guys there was other people that tried to get in and they did cop cars on both the entrances. I got lucky. One of the entrances didn't have a cop car. So I rolled through, did video and they said, we're going to use that in the next, I believe it's early 2022. Yeah. They're going to put out a couple more episodes. The Way Down is crazy. Great. It's a great show. It's, it's three episodes of a documentary on HBO Max about... The woman who started a diet plan that said, hey, if you're skinnier, you're closer to God. And this is how you control eating. You just pray. And so then she took that success, that money, and started a church. And the, the There's whole, a lot of trouble down the road, there's, too. There's, I mean, I mean very it's bizarre. It's wild. twists and turns that I was not expecting. And I thought, oh, my goodness. Whew. So are they going to pay you? I mean, that's the thing. I need you guys to help me negotiate it, maybe. I don't, oh, well, I don't think your footage is worth anything. Well, nothing? a sign and release, you just do that and don't get paid? Your footage is not worth anything. What a ripoff! Like okay. nothing? Not even like some coupons? You should charge what Amy charged put her daughter on that box at Walmart, <laughs> Walmart for I the know. basketball goal. Ray, let me Don't let Amy tell you about what to you. negotiate. We could at least get you a free HBO Max subscription. <laughs> what did you tell them? We're still talking. She said, I'll send over the sign and release. Mm-hmm. Just sign and release. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you don't have anything that good. I know. I just did three Instagram videos. I didn't know I was going to be in a documentary. And that car wasn't really chasing you. It was, guys. It drove by you. Oh, my gosh. It circled me. No, but he said me. it circled in three times. Okay. Do you I, still keep, do you have it? What? All that. Of course. Like the videos. Yeah, it's archived in Instagram. Okay. Uh-huh. Send back, say, $10,000, and just see what they say. Oh yeah! They're, They're going to laugh gonna so hard. Just see what they say, okay? They have money. Just see what they say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Found this list of amendments to the Constitution that were never approved. Think if these would have been approved. Okay. 1878, they submitted that an executive council of three replaced the president. Mm. So it would be three people instead of one. Wow. That would just be, I don't know, better or worse. It would just be different, yeah, right? It'd be yeah. more Supreme Court feeling mm-hmm. yeah. than executive president feeling. In 1893, renaming this nation the United States of the Earth. No! Oh, Wait, that'd be crazy. That sounds huge. Well, listen, America Vespucci, whatever, you know, <laughs> who we're named after, that whole thing's kind of a crappy situation anyway. Um, but United States of its Earth is interesting. 1916, all acts of war should be put to a national vote. Anyone voting yes had to register as a volunteer for service Ooh, in the army. Let's that's go. Amazing. That's wild. Like, okay, if <laughs> yeah. you say we go to war, then go fight war. Yeah, put yeah. your money where your mouth is. Don't be sending off people that you think you're better than to fight while you sit your fat butts at home. Mm. That's basically what that is. Okay. 1938, the forbidding of drunkenness in the United States and all of its territories. The what? Wow. Yeah, like drunk would be illegal. Well, that's probably prohibition time, yeah. too, right? Where no alcohol. Uh, 1933, an attempt to limit personal wealth to $1 million. Mm. I think we could probably limit that. Some I mean, listen, wealth, yeah. we got some of these guys with $200 billion. We got some people who can't afford to eat breakfast. Yeah. But that was $1 million back then. My point is maybe it's a billion. Yeah. Maybe once you hit 999999 million, 
The rest of it starts to get done. Because I'm a big capitalist guy, but there's a point where it's just like, what are you going to do with that? And we got people, we got homeless people everywhere. Totally. And you got $200 million. Uh-huh. You're, you're, you're having fun shooting rockets into space while some people, you know, can't buy school clothes. Was that a direct shot at Elon? No, that that would have been more of a <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Okay. But I guess both of them, because anybody who's super rich wants to go to space. Right. Another one was an attempt to allow the American people to vote, period, later on on whether the United States should go to war. Another one was the right to citizens to segregate themselves from others. Hmm. Well, that's, that one seems tricky. There's a lot of these. And some of these were just t- making marriage between races illegal. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Oof. That's crazy. Whoever submitted that, we should, like, can we cancel them now? Yeah, yeah. I don't even know who wrote that to even be submitted. Like, Reveal that name. <laughs> let's go and cancel them from back in the day. But anyway, I thought that was, that was super interesting. It's always very small decisions that make huge impacts on, you know, how we're living our life today. Like somebody sat in a room and had to go through these. Mm-hmm. And they had to decide, you know what, do we call ourselves states of earth? Do people have to go in the army if they vote yes on war? Heck, I don't hate that one. And I wonder how long those discussions were. If they were like long discussions, like, well, let's think about and this And how real many hard. people are involved. Yeah, how many Just people Just imagine voted? they're in their white wigs. Uh-huh. <laughs> in a house with no AC. Sitting in a room. <laughs> Yeah. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. The New York Department of Sanitation helped a Bronx woman by rescuing her family photo albums from the garbage. Her name's Patricia. She had to move out of her apartment because it was damaged by Hurricane Ida. She moved in with her niece, leaving everything behind, including five photo albums containing 125 years worth of family photos. She said her niece's stepson was cleaning out the apartment and threw the photo albums in the garage. She's obviously upset, but she called and said, hey, is there any way you can go look through the trash? And the department supervisor went and found the truck that was at that apartment on that day, still had trash in it, went into it, dug in it, and found all of the albums. Oh. Which he easily could have just said, no, the trash has already been dumped off at the dump. Yep. And it's also photo albums. So to some people, they could be like, well, it's not like... It's jewelry or a diamond ring. But he didn't. Edward Clavello tracked down the truck, got in, found all the photo albums, which is pretty cool, and it definitely didn't need to do that. But that's what it's all about right there. Great job. That was Tell Me Something Good. The Friday Morning Conversation with Larry Fleet. Larry, how are you, man? Man, I'm hanging around. What about you? I ain't seen you in a couple months since you've been over at the house. I know it. I tell people all the time how good you are. Oh, well, thank you. I'm like, wait till you see this guy. I know you guys heard him sound check a little oh, bit. Sounds so, so good. good. Jeez Louise. Only, I got goosebumps in You only played like 15 check. seconds yeah. for making sure everything sounded good. And you started playing and they were like, uh, <laughs> this guy's good. <laughs> well, yeah. well uh, I'm trying. I've been practicing. So. Good for you. You've been yeah. in the bedroom. Yeah. You know, learning some chords. In the bathroom. That's yeah. where you get the best reverb, you know. So. I do kind of want to walk. I know you and I have walked through it before, but just for, for new listeners, because I feel like there's so many people that are just now discovering you. You were... Like out of music, and you yeah. were working back in Chattanooga doing what? Well, I was working in the concrete, really. Um, it's kind of doing a lot of construction work, but I had done that for a long time, so I kind of knew a lot about, you know, I'd done asphalt paving and concrete and uh, heating and air, whatever it was, you know, a bunch of stuff. So I got with this company, and I've become the guy that got to go around to job sites and Mess with concrete, rebar, asphalt, whatever it was. I kind of knew a little bit about it a lot. So uh, that was my job, which was cool because I kind of worked my way up in that and uh, didn't have to, you know, cut rebar and tile all that stuff anymore. I was 
getting to watch other people and make sure they're doing it right. Supervising know, so. a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it was good. So. And so, and we'll fast forward just a bit, but you're at a wedding, and, and, and you're also doing playing a little music on the side just to make some money. Yeah. Yeah, and you love music, and you, right. but, but you had to work a real job at this point. Mm-hmm. So you're playing at a wedding, and then who was at the wedding who noticed you? A little guy named Jake Owen. Um, mm-hmm. And he, uh, yeah, I, I was making a little money on the side just – but I mean, it was it was for fun, and somebody needed me to come and play some songs. So I said, "Yeah, I'll do it." And and there was money involved, so that was good too. But uh, I'm sitting there, and and Jake walks in, and it was kind of in the middle of nowhere too. Like it's a beautiful farm, but I wouldn't expect Jake to come to this thing. And somebody said he was, and I thought, "Yeah, they're probably drunk or something." You know? <laughs> and sure enough, he come out there, and uh, he sat and watched me play for a long time. And at the end of the night, we just we got to talking a little bit, and he uh, tried to talk me into quitting my job. And I was like, well, I can't do that. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? He's like, well, you should go for this thing. I said, dude, I've I've tried to do this thing for a long time and it didn't really work. So I can't, you know, just quit my job and go play Tootsies or something. I mean, that I ain't going to cut it. And he was like, no, no, man, I think you got it. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, just take me on a road with you and we'll see what happens. And he did, and uh, a couple of weeks later, he, I was on the bus with him, and we went down to Florida and played some shows, and then next week, we're headed somewhere else, and he's like, you going to quit that job? And I said, yeah, I guess so. So I went in and quit it, and no lie, it was like, I don't know, a week or two later, it was like, well, I don't need you anymore. You know, I got these other shows going on. I can't really take you on it, and I was like, what am I supposed to do now? You know, like, I can't, I don't know what to do, so I kind of hung around a bit, and I just got back into writing songs with everybody, and and um, that started leading into other things. But and then I got uh, one of my heroes, Willie Nelson. He uh, I got the call to go on a road with him right after that too. So I was traveling around with Willie and uh, playing this old guitar here and just uh, singing for his crowd, and they got it, and it was cool. It was, it was fun getting them to meet those guys and and Willie, and they were real good to me. So. Yeah. And so here he is, and, and there's Let's some more. Go. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's really <laughs> awesome. an amazing story, uh, and there's more to the story that I want to tell in a second. But you did kind of prime up the studio here with the performance. I do want you to get this get to this song here yeah. before we talk some more. Uh-huh. Larry Fleet is here, and this song is so good. It's called "Where I Find God." You may have heard it on the radio. You may have streamed it. I don't know where you heard it, but if you do hear it, everybody kind of reacts the same way, and they're like, "Dang, like I felt that." Like I feel like there's a message in this song for pretty much everybody going through something. Yeah. They, they tend to find their own message in this song. Yeah. Do you get a lot of that from people hitting you up about it? Yeah, I mean, because there was a lot of different, when we wrote it, I wrote it with Connie Harrington, and uh, she's one of my favorite writers. She wrote I Drive Your Truck for Lee Bryson, all those, all the good stuff, you know? And uh, it was her idea. She was like, I got this this title, Where I Find God, and she hit me up wanting to write it with me, so... I said, all right. And I said, well, I find God in a deer stand in a hay field and <laughs> driving. You know, I live in Chattanooga, so I drive back and forth to Nashville all the time writing songs and stuff. And I said, that's kind of where I do do my, you know, praying or whatever. And she was like, well, yeah, I, I find, you know, God at the lake. And so we just started pretty much putting all of our places that we talk to God and find God or whatever, you know, in a song there. And I put some few chords to it and. Voila, we got a song. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people come up to me, and, and that's it's helped them 
you know, people have fought addiction or whatever, and they ask me if I have, and not necessarily, but uh, I can see where where they feel that. And, uh, I, you know, a lot of people just, the guys I go duck hunting with, we listen to that going to the duck blind, you know. So it's, uh, people have used it for weddings now and funerals. So, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I feel it's like anybody can over. find their message in this song. Yeah. You know, it's, so here it is. Here's Larry yeah. Fleet. Let me say his name again because you need to know it. So you can respect it, so you can search it. Larry Fleet, here is where I find God. Out of hit rock bottom, sitting on an old bar stool, pay my tab and put me in a cab. Didn't have to And he could see I was hurting Oh, I wish I got his name Cause I didn't feel worth seeing He saved me just the same Day out on the water Fish just wouldn't bite. I put my pole down, float around. It was just so quiet. And I could hear my old man saying, Son, just be still. Cause you can't find peace like this in a bottle or pill. And from a bar stool to that heaven room Sunday morning in a church pew In a deer stand or a hayfield An interstate back to Nashville A Chevrolet with the windows down Me and him just riding around sometimes Whether I'm looking for him or not That's where I find Come on, Larry Fleet. Yeah. Great job. Do you ever get tired of people just going, you're amazing? <sighs> All the time. <laughs> <It's> terrible. <laughs> uh, Larry's got a record out. It's mm-hmm. called Stack of Records. It is really good. Um, I'm going to play a little bit of that track number one here, Stack of Records. If you want to know me, got to know what's in my soul. Little black steel mouth and a whole Gonna come back with Larry in just a second. Uh, one, I mean, a really hilarious story that I, again, that I want to tell about how good of a dude you are, but also kind of an awkward conversation where Jake was like, "Hey, come over to the house." Can I tell that story? Yeah, because that one's that one's hilarious. Yeah, go for it. Okay, what, what, <laughs> so what, another Jake story? Well, I'm kind of still stuck on that. Jake's like, "Quit your job," crazy. and then he's like, uh, <laughs> uh. "One more Jake story," but it's not really about Jake as much as it is about Larry. Okay, and the kind of guy that Larry is. All right, and so we'll come back. I only know these stories because I was hanging out with Jake and Larry at the same time. <laughs> the Friday morning conversation with Larry Fleet. Love Larry Fleet. He's here. Here's a clip of the song that he just played here. Where I find God. Sunday morning in a church pew in a deer stand on a hayfield. 
And then I want to play a little bit of track number nine, In Love With My Problems, with our friend John Party. They slammed the door, pedal to the floor, suitcase in a two-tone floor. Flipped the bird, said some words like, they ain't coming back no more. Maybe that's just what I need, then they get sick of me, just like you. If I could fall in love with my problems, my problems, my problems. There you go. How's the record been? People have been loving it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we messed around, made us a country record. You definitely and, uh, did. It's, a, it's a, a lot of people, yeah, they, people get it. And, you know, it, it's a, I'm proud of it. Like, it's, it's, it's a singer-songwriter kind of thing. And, um, you know, I write with a lot of good songwriters, and they're pumped up about it because, you know, it's, it's country music. And, and the whole thing with Stacker Records is I wanted each song to kind of be a little different. Like when I was growing up, I had a stack of records that my parents had, and it was everything from Ozzy Osbourne to Willie or Merle or whoever, you know, or Otis Redding. So I got a, a little influence from all that, and I've tried to uh, put a record together of stuff that I've written that kind of goes with that. How was it playing the Grand Ole Opry for the first time? You did that in September. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was pretty wild. Uh, you know, I kind of dreamed of getting there one day, and... Uh, I tried to downplay it, you know, so I wouldn't be nervous when I get up there, but it didn't work. And uh, I, I mean, it, and I wanted to kind of do it a little different, so I brought my upright bass player and my my buddy who plays dobro for me, and we went and stood in a circle, just us three, and I played this guitar, and we just did it old school, and it was really cool. And people they were nice to us, and and uh, they seemed to like it, and it was it was a it was a great moment. I had my little boy, and my little girl with me, and my wife and stuff, so. Um, they don't get to go to a lot with me, but you know, if I'm going to Grand Ole Opry, they're coming <laughs> with me. You know, so it was cool. Uh, the story I wanted to share because I, I learned it because I was hanging out with Jake and Larry at at my house, and apparently Jake had invited you to come over because they were having like a like a bonfire, like they were hanging out at his house. Right. And he texts you and goes, "Say he says what?" First off, let's we'll go back. I had worked uh, 14 hours that day, or something like that, 13 or 14 hours, and uh, I was tired, and I was sitting on the couch, and I get this text. And um, it was like, hey, man, you want to come over to this little bonfire? What, we're going to have some people over and have a big bonfire and, you know, have some drinks and, and just sit around and pick a little bit. And I was like, honestly, I was like, I don't know, man. I'm tired, you know. And my wife's like, I mean, it's Jake Owen, you know. Like, you know, this is when I first got to know him. She's like, maybe you ought to go. I was like, God, I'm tired. And I was like, all right, fine. So I got up and got ready and going to make my drive. So Jake's like, where is Larry? He's like, I talk, I just texted him. He said he's coming. He's like, it's been an hour. It's been two hours. Jake didn't realize Larry was driving from Chattanooga. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was on Mont Eagle Mountain when he called. He's like, where you at, bro? I was like, I'm on Mont Eagle Mountain. He's like, why? I was like, I live in Chattanooga. <laughs> he's like, you're going to drive like two and a half hours over here? I was like, yes, I am. And we, it was, it, but you know what? It paid off. That it was cool because we got over there. We played a lot. And it was that night I, I had started, I, I never mess with so social media very much, you know. And so I had a hundred followers on my Instagram, and that night Jake is like posting about me, and I was like, "Look at this! All these followers are coming in." I had like a thousand by the end of the night. I was like, "I have made it now." So, 
Larry says he's not big on social media, but uh, him and I were talking, and I was like, "Yeah, I got on like one of these apps and bought some Bitcoin, whatever." And then it like bo- it bottomed out like two weeks later, and I get a message from him going, "How's that Bitcoin doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and that's all it said. And I was like, "I'm gonna leave that on red right uh-huh. there." I got the message. <laughs> yeah. But you guys check out uh, check out his whole record. It's it's stack of records. Um, it came out in late September, but it's so good. It has where I find God that he performed here earlier. Um, let me play one more. Ray, play me track 10, because this is one of my favorites, Three Chords and a Lie. It's good stuff, man. Thank you. You got the whole thing. Are you now having a little success where you can put like lotion in your beard because it looks very like full like are you beard oh, taking care of your beard in a new way I've been I've been that successful. Oh you have been that guy yeah, yeah. all right oh, good yeah, yeah. it's it, that's how you that's how you get it I mean it doesn't nothing helps it grow but I guess it's manhood and it looks soft, or something yeah. I mean, yeah. you know but yeah I got I got a guy in Chattanooga Chattanooga Beard Company they uh uh Matt Patty is his name which I think's a cool name and uh he just he hooks it up and he makes it all right there in his shop like got little waxes and all kind of stuff so i go by they're about to make my own scent so and what is your own scent what would that consist of um it probably smell like wintergreen snuff and maybe some bourbon or something like that probably. Oh. odd combo but i'll take it if that's hey that's <laughs> yeah. you have, yeah. have at it yeah, whatever. Yeah. at larry fleet you guys follow larry fleet uh, great artist i do think you'll love the record and where I find God's doing great. Larry, good to see you, friend. Yeah, you too. Yes, hopefully I'll see you soon. Me. There he is. Larry Fleet, everybody. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. Eddie is filling in for Lunchbox. Oh, my goodness. An elementary school teacher, she has a reward box, and when a student gets an answer right, she says, hey, get something from the reward box. Well, a couple students went up and got some marijuana edibles. Yeah, I saw that. One kid in particular picked the edibles, right? Yeah, one of them did, and then they went back and said, oh, I think I have some marijuana edibles, and she said, put that back. And then they go back to get another one. Well, it was another pack of marijuana edibles. Uh. I wonder if she knew that's what that was, because I saw the picture. I read the story. Well, the scary thing is sometimes it looks like just candy, right? Mm -hmm, That's what I'm wondering. Was there a confusion on what she was putting in the box? And also, these kids don't look like they're nine. Like, how old is this class? They look like 14, 15 years old. It said elementary school, so really? that would be... Maybe he's a tall kid. <laughs> they blurred out his face in the picture because he's a kid. Oh, so he knew what he was getting. You know, I don't know if he did or not, but when I read the story and saw the picture, it's like a blonde, you know, pretty school teacher. And they blurred the face out of the child mm. because they didn't want it in the news. And he looked tall enough to be 15 or 16. Hmm. So I guess the kid wouldn't have known. The kid just thought it was candy then, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Out of all the other candy in the reward box, yeah. So then what does he do? Does he take it to someone and go, hey, look at the candy I got? And then they go, well, that's not candy. Well, I would think when you get into a box of candies, you know which ones are candies because this one doesn't look like candies that you've ever seen before. I don't know. It kind of does. It looks like gummy stuff. No, uh-huh. yeah, like some can look like gummies yeah, with it, a little it, sprink- the sugar coating on top. It looks... Like it would be like gummy squares. But oh, there, but there terrible. is a certain smell that comes along with it. But it's, if it's in the box, you don't really smell it. That's okay. my point. Like, did the kid get it thinking it was candy? And then how did someone say, hey, that's not candy? Look, you're missing the point. The teacher shouldn't have had her edibles at yeah, school. No, the I'm not missing the that point. No, 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 no. I'm not missing that point at all. I'm just wondering how the edibles were found out. Yeah. And, and how they got in there. Someone yeah. ate it and was super chill. 
Hey, man. <laughs> no one raises their hands. You know, we don't really Whatever. care about the Santa teach. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she's in trouble. I'm looking at her mugshot here. Yeah, oh, mugshot. Mugshot. She oh, no longer yeah. works at the school or the uh, the school district. Marijuana edibles found in teacher's reward box. Right. Had to be an accident by yeah, her, too. Yes. Sure, of course. It, those should not. It's not a place to hide your edibles. And uh, South Carolina is a state where you can't even have those, period. Correct. Oh, okay. If it were in... Colorado. Yeah. California. Washington State. Places like that, I don't think she would be in the big house. I think she would have probably gotten a slap on the wrist, like in trouble for having beer at school. Right, right. More than having an illegal drug. I mean, you couldn't even have beer in a reward box, though. That'd be pretty nice, though, huh? <laughs> that would Something be real. Yeah, yeah that's, that stinks. All right, is that it, Eddie? Yeah, that's your bonehead story of the day. Let's do Flashback Friday 1988. Flashback Friday! 33 years ago today, 1988, I was eight years old. The biggest country song, don't play it yet, is Randy Travis, I Told You So. Can you sing it? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't know. I can. Will you pull that music down? And I told you so. I think that's it. I told yeah. you so. Jam. Jam. I used to listen to my grandma all the time. Turn that up. I told you so. A little too deep Randy Travis song for you? Oh, no, I know it. I why love you, it. Why do you sing it? Uh, you were looking at Eddie asking I'm looking at anybody. Not... Oh, well, I don't sing know. Sing it now, Amy. No, I told the song. Cheater. Morgan, have you ever heard that song? I think so, but I couldn't sing what? it back to you. Well, she was born in the 90s. Yeah, it's crazy. It was 88. Right, but she was born in the 90s. But do you know, I, I like, was alive when this, I, I don't know this song. You don't? At all. Oh, he must not be. Must not be a country music. Down in the deep, Randy deep, Travis. deep South Texas. I'm, I guess we weren't listening to that. <laughs> I told you so. That's a jam, man. I got that tape at the gas station. I remember. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my grandma got it at the gas station. Uh, the biggest pop song is Bobby McFerrin, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Okay, that's what I was listening Don't to right there. Don't worry, be happy now. The biggest thing in pop culture in 1988, Roseanne debuted on ABC. This show was so good back in the day. My mom loved it. We watched it all the time. I loved it because my mom loved it. And then it came back and then she started tweeting and then she killed the show. Yeah. Mm. And I think the Connors is still on now and doing really well without her. Without her. her. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, man. Yeah. That's got to hurt. It would be like if I left and this was the Raymundo show and it just did even better. <laughs> like I'd root for you guys, but I'd be like, dang. Like that hurts a little bit. That's a stretch though. No, I don't, th- I don't think it is. I told Amy one time, you're very talented. It would be difficult to do what you do. He told me that. He one told time. you. Why would you not tell me? Yeah, that? that's weird. <laughs> Very nice. Amy, talk. Let me tell you about Bobby real quick. <laughs> All right, that's the deal. We're done with today. Have a great weekend. Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank will be on Monday, and hopefully, you'll be back with us. We'll see you then. Bye, everybody.